are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. For unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee, and again I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. The context of that is after Jesus had made the sin offering and made the atonement, God had to be a father to him again. Again, I'll be to him a father, and he shall be my son. This day have I begotten thee. When? The day that he raised Jesus from the dead. He said, I have begotten thee. Now somebody said, well, I just don't believe that that's when he said that. You're just taking scriptures out of context. Well, let's see if we are. We find that the word tells us, Acts, the 13th chapter. Verse 33, God has fulfilled the same unto us, their children, in that he raised up Jesus again, as it is also written in the second psalm, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee, and as concerning that he raised him up from the dead. Now that placed it, didn't it? This day, when? When he raised him from the dead. This day have I begotten him. I'll be to him a father again. You know God's not the father of sin. And Jesus became sin. He was separated from his father. God had to raise Jesus from the dead. Jesus did not sin. Now, somebody made the most asinine statement that I ever heard. They said, well, who made the sacrifice for Jesus' sin? Jesus didn't sin. He received our sins. Now, listen to this. And as concerning that he raised him up from the dead, now no more to return to corruption. He said on this wise, I will give you the sure mercies of David. And he goes on to say, in some other places, that he did not leave my soul in hell. And I want you to know that Jesus was raised from the dead by God the Father. Now, go with me to Hebrews, the fifth chapter. I told you we were going to give you lots of scripture. Hebrews 5 and 5. So also Christ glorified not himself to be made a high priest, but he that said unto him, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. As he said in another place, Thou art a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. See, he relates this to the time he became our high priest when he raised him from the dead. That's when he said it to him. Now, see, people say, Well, he said that when he was born of a virgin. No, no, he didn't. He said it when he raised him from the dead. Now, let me point out some things to you that will help you understand what we're saying. Go to Romans, the 8th chapter, verse 29. For whom he did foreknow, he did also predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Now let me point something out to you. Jesus, from the time he was born in the manger, until the day that God raised him from the dead, was called the only begotten of the Father. Have you ever noticed that in Scripture? The only begotten Son of God. But after Jesus was raised from the dead, he's never again called the only begotten of the Father. 
with the exception of the times in the scriptures where it refers back to before he died. Are you getting the point? Jesus now is not the only begotten of the Father. He is the firstborn among many brethren. And that's us. Praise God forevermore. He is no longer in the scriptures referred to as the only begotten, unless it refers back to before he died. He is always called from his resurrection forward the firstborn from the dead. Now, does that mean the first man raised from the dead? Certainly not. Lazarus was raised from the dead. You know he's not talking about physical. Then he's got to be talking about spiritual. Jesus was born again spiritually. He had to be. He became sin. He suffered. Now, see, the church has never seen this. They thought that he just hung there and just gave his life, and that's all the offering that was made. Dear God, that didn't even begin the situation. He was the scapegoat. He went to hell. He suffered the torments of hell. And I want you to know he stayed there until we were justified. He received our judgment, and he's called the firstborn among many brethren. We are predestined. This scripture don't tell you you're predestined to go to heaven or hell when you're born in this earth. It means that every person that believes in Jesus and is born again is predestined to be poured out of the same mold that Jesus was, and he becomes the firstborn among many more brethren that he'll lead to Christ. Jesus was the firstborn. If Jesus is the firstborn, there's a secondborn, a thirdborn, a fourthborn, a fifthborn. My number's in there somewhere, and yours is too. Glory be to God. He's the firstborn among many brethren. Never again is he called the only begotten, because I'm begotten of God. You're begotten of God. Jesus became as we were that we might become as he is. Glory be to God. Revelation chapter 1, turn to it. Verse 4. John to the seven churches were in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him which is, which was, which is to come, and from the seven spirits which are before the throne, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten from the dead. First begotten from the dead. Hallelujah to God. That's right. Praise God. And the prince of the kings of the earth. He's the prince of the kings of the earth. We're the kings and he's the prince. <laughs> Woo, glory to the God. Jesus of Nazareth went to the cross, suffered our sickness, our disease, brought himself to the place that he became the sin offering, the scapegoat. Now, you remember we talked about that Abraham offered his son on the altar, raised the knife to kill him, and then the angel of the Lord said, don't do it. Turn around. He looked and he saw a ram caught. And Abraham had prophesied and said, God will provide himself a lamb. That's exactly what God did. He provided himself a lamb. Then Hebrews says he received him in a figure. As far as God's concerned, Abraham killed his son. If Abraham had not been willing to offer his only son, it would have been illegal for God to give his. The whole plan of redemption hinged on Abraham proving that covenant to be valid, that red covenant. Then here's what God said in verse 16, Genesis 22. 
And he said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, that because thou hast done this thing, and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I'll multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven, and as the sand upon the seashore innumerable. Now listen, Jesus is the firstborn among many brethren. This is seed he's talking about here. Did you get that? If you be Christ, then you're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. What promise? This promise right here. Now, here's the part of it that I want you to get. And thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. They'll possess the gates. It's time for the church to possess the gates of the enemies. Now, let me carry you to the New Testament. Matthew 16, 18. Jesus said, Who do men say that I am? And Peter spoke up and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's what Peter's confession was. He said, Upon this confession and upon this revelation knowledge will I build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. You know why? Because we're going to possess the gates. We're going to possess the gates. Now watch this. Boy, I tell you, I hope you brought your shouting clothes. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Go to Colossians chapter 1, verse 15. Who is the image of the invisible God? The firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible, invisible, whether they be thrones, dominions, principalities, or powers, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church. Do you all agree that Jesus is the head of the church? Yes. He is the head of the body, which is the church. We are the body of Christ. Say, I am the body of Christ. All right. Jesus is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning. Now, who's the beginning? Jesus. The beginning of what? The beginning of the church. Now, hold that in your thinking and hold your place there. And go to Hebrews chapter 12. Verse 21, so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake. Now he's talking about the mountain that God's presence was upon. But you are come to Mount Zion and to a city of the living God, a heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which is written in heaven to God, the judge of all, and to the spirit of just men made perfect. The church of the firstborn. First man raised from the dead? No, the firstborn from spiritual death. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Our offer this week is 7033. It's a CD offer. It's four CDs. For $29 plus $5 postage and handling, total of $34. This is a six-week series that we've done right here on radio. Actually, the series itself was done in a live seminar. I'm making these available to you. It's called Authority in Three Worlds. 
This is an eyebrow-raising series, I'm telling you, when you get the whole thing together. Some of you probably missed part of it, so it's available to you. Authority in Three Worlds. In Philippians, the second chapter, it says, Wherefore God has highly exalted him, talking about Jesus, given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, things in heaven, things in the earth, and things under the earth. Now, the things is added by the translators. It should be beings, I believe, because things don't have knees. In other words, everything will bow to the name of Jesus and the authority of the Word of God. And you need to understand that this is what God was talking about in Genesis, the first chapter, when he said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl there, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing. In other words, take dominion over circumstances and situations which you have in life. God wants you to have dominion over it. How? Through words, the same way that God took authority over things. He looked out and saw darkness in Genesis 1-2, and he said, Light be, and light was. And he said, Let us make man in our image, and let them have dominion. How were we going to have dominion? The same way he had dominion, by speaking the word of God, the word of faith. You need this series. That's offer number 7033. It's four CDs for $29 plus $5 postage and handling, total of $34. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400. Or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.